G'day, g'day, Groovers. This episode has it all. We sit down with Charlotte O'Connell, who is just divine. She is an environmental enthusiast. She is all about sustainability. It's been her passion for years, and we go through like so many great tips that we can do for our environment and how to make our workplace and life more sustainable. And as always, it ends on the most hilarious, fun-filled mum and womanhood moments. Enjoy. Charlotte Connell, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. How are you? Really good. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's it's crazy. There's so much smoke around today, and yeah. Anyway, I'm just feeling a bit um, overwhelmed by what's gone up in smoke. It's been so. a, it's been full on. Like I know it's really it's all encompassing at the moment, and I've been trying not to watch too much of the news, but also stay up to date with what's going on but if you're like a sensitive soul like I know you are and I am you know it's hard to not take it all on board oh absolutely I and I know what you mean I think you said something on um social media like everything seems trivial at the moment uh, other than what we can do but um I'm going to try and focus um my attentions on what I can influence and that's trying to get people to be more sustainable so well I love I'll keep on doing that that's more empowering than focusing on what you can't, that's for sure. So you've been working in sustainability for a few years now, right? So can you give us the lowdown on what field that is for those who haven't heard the word or they have heard the word but they're not actually sure what it is? So what is sustainability? Um, well, sustainability is being able to do something continuously. So we know what isn't sustainable, you know, how we're like, oh, this workload is not sustainable. So sustainability has been able to constantly and forever doing something. Um, now, we know that that means to exist on this planet, we need to obviously look after it so we can continue to exist as people on this planet forever. So um, a really good way to understand sustainability is being able to coexist people and planet harmoniously forever. Um, and in a work context, the best way to um align what your mind is thinking in terms of sustainability is I like to use the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So there's 17 goals that look at the environmental sustainability, social sustainability, um, because there's a lot more to being green than just, you know, planting more trees. We also have to look after all the people on our planet too. Big job. (laughs) <laughs> I know that was that was quite a lot to take in. So sorry, there's I guess sustainability is um in different different contexts. So I used to work in seafood sustainability. Um and that was looking at making sure there's enough fish to go around, that we're fishing in a way that means people can continue to fish and eat seafood for generations to come. But now I work in infrastructure sustainability and that looks at the carbon footprint of the project, that looks at the materials, the waste, the runoff. Um, it looks at who's employed on the project so um, and making sure the supply chains don't have modern slavery in them. So there's there's quite a lot of things to take in, but basically it's about being a responsible person on this planet. 
See, that's so many. There's so many things that you just mentioned there that many of us wouldn't even factor into. Like, it just wouldn't come to the forefront of our mind when we're making any purchases or anything. But we'll get to that because that's something that I want to talk about. But in terms of bringing sustainability to our workplace, because I know that that is something that you work on, what are the best ways to approach that? Like, what can we do? Well. See, this is um, this is like my passion project while I'm on maternity leave. I really want to get more businesses to become sustainable. So you don't need to just be a not-for-profit sustainable organisation to be sustainable. Anyone who runs a business can be more sustainable. So first of all, you need to agree on what sustainability is so that you can measure performance against it. So that's why I, you know, and that can be really hard. It's like how long's a piece of string? So the best way I can suggest is to look at the experts, the United Nations. Oh, is that your dog? Oh, I know, Ruby. Hang on, we've got someone Hi, coming Ruby. to the door. I'm just going to, um, this will be funny. I'll just leave it running. Charlotte okay we're back the joys of recording your podcast at home okay (laughs) I know it's usually me with like you know the baby crying better that's never happened (laughs) that has never happened but he like looked at me he's going like you're in a meeting and I'm like in my lounge room yes mate I'm in a meeting a really important one so yeah come on Ruby (laughs) okay so bringing sustainability to our workplace um, yeah, so I, I would say go to the experts, the United Nations, and use those 17 sustainable development goals as a basis. Now, there's 17, so that's a lot to take on. Um, so I would, with your team or, you know, it, you yourself run your own business, Katie, you can just have a look at what, what are the three that mean the most to you? Um, so my three favourite sustainable development goals are five, which is gender equality, mm-hmm. Um uh, 12, which is responsible consumption and production. So that's all about, you know, let, let's look at a more circular economy approach, reduce, reuse, recycle. And, oh, you're going to get me now. I'm, I, I was sounding like such an expert, but I'll also say 16, which I think is life below water. Ooh. Or maybe I should say 13, which is climate action <laughs> because of what's going on at the moment. Yeah. But then, so you know, gender equality, goal five, that's a really easy one to sort of implement into your workplace. Like think about the roles you have. Like do you have an even number of males and female employed? Or if you're having an event, you know, do you have the equal number of male and female speakers? So there's really easy ways to implement gender equality at work. Uh, And it's just to bring it to the forefront when you're making decisions. Sure. And that's that's something that... um seems simple enough like in terms of balance and that sort of thing I mean it's one of those like our generation that's coming through it's just second nature I think we're becoming way more aware and the playing field but I know like say my dad's generation and that that it you know there's still a bit of work to do there but at least we're having the conversation and um yeah I can't I still blows my mind that this is even a thing but anyway it is oh it's very absolutely. relevant and very prevalent especially in other countries well some countries more than others so yeah that's very true what else have we got 
Um, well, actually, so it's goal 14 is the ocean. So we think about, you know, I love the ocean. I try to get in the ocean every day and I, and I know you are too. You're a, a mermaid baby as well. Yeah. Um, and so thinking about what we do in the ocean, so that's, you know, making sure that the seafood we eat is sustainable. And I encourage you not to just give up seafood but look for those sustainable seafood options because that helps support the fishermen and fisherwomen who are doing the right thing. So um, rather than just walking away and not eating seafood at all, because I know friends of mine love the ocean and they're so, they say, oh, that's why I don't eat seafood. I'm like, no, support and encourage and reward those that are doing the right thing because they make sure our oceans stay healthy. Um, and, of course, think about our waste, our plastic waste, where it goes. It usually ends up in the ocean. So that's a you know, it, it's huge. I mean, we, we're starting to realise that more and more. Um, and I also saw you went to a Fight for the Bite rally. So, you know, make your voice heard. Like if you don't agree with offshore drilling in our most pristine, beautiful waters, then be vocal about it because these companies watch what happens. And if there's a social backlash, then usually they don't have any option but to walk away. Totally. And... I know it can be feel really overwhelming and we're just like, we're just one person. What can we do? But if, you know, it, it really does matter. It really does make a difference. Like even um, like I've got some friends up here who are doing like take three for the sea and like Meriwether beach cleans, those sorts of things that bring, that you can bring your kids along to. Um, they all make a difference. Share on Instagram, share on your socials. It all counts. Um, so in terms of, I know that you're not working in the ocean fields, but, um, as much at the moment, but in terms of looking for sustainable seafood, what do we look for as a consumer? It's really easy. So I, I worked for the Marine Stewardship Council or MSC for short, and that was a international eco label. Um, now, there's lots of different eco-labels out there and I remember when I was working in the space, there's lots of products that claim to be sustainable, but you really do need to look for that eco-label. So uh, that's a trust mark. You know that that has been certified to the highest scientific sustainable standard. Um, so I really do look for that and it also has a standard of terms of traceability so you know that it hasn't been mixed up with anything else along the supply chain. So I really do encourage you to look for that blue MSC Eco label. It's on almost all John West tuna products. Um, it's on in your frozen seafood section, fish fingers, kids love them, Jamie Oliver fish fingers, they all have the MSC Eco label on them. So you know that no matter where in the world they, that seafood has been caught, it's been caught to the highest social and ethical and sustainable standard. That's so cool. I've got a girlfriend who I was talking that you were come, talking with, saying that you were coming on. She's like, "Oh my god, I'm so interested to hear what I need to look for." So, Nikki, that's for you because now you've had the answer to your question. So you better listen to this podcast. But um, yeah, okay. So the coming back is, to um, as a oh, I was going. To oh no, say, you're Katie, right. As a consumer and as, particularly as a mom, like we have a lot of power in our hands in terms of what products we choose. So I do encourage everyone to look for those eco labels that are I seal compliant. So that's a bit of a Google that you need to do. Um, I S E A L. That's the governing body of eco labels. So it's like the eco label for eco labels. Ooh. So you, yeah. So fair trades under there. Um, forestry stewardship council like fsc so you know look for toilet paper hand towels that are fsc certified 
Look for seafood that's MSC certified. Look for chocolate coffee that's fair trade certified. And, you know, that, that means the power is in where you spend money. If these products and companies are rewarded for being socially sustainable, then, you know, it's a win-win for, for everyone. You're getting a great product and you're supporting businesses that do the right thing. Totally. And especially coming up to Christmas, this, like we're all buying extra gifts, which is like in terms of consumerism, that's not ideal, but we do it. What can people look for in terms of sustainability? And, or is that just what you mentioned there, looking for those seals for the businesses that, you know, have put some thought into their like consumer circle and their carbon footprint and so is that like looking up that ICL website or is there anything else that we can look for? Oh, yeah, there's lots of, um, you know, another great site is One Million Women. So okay. that's um, an organisation that's about um, putting power back into the women because they know that if we were going to change the world for the better, we need to get the women on board. So Amen. it's, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and they've got some really great um, Christmas gift ideas and that's and all, and everything is about lowering our carbon footprint and treading a little lighter on this planet. So they have some fantastic ideas about, you know, gifts that actually aren't things that are, you know, experiences or how to, you know, reuse and recycle products you have or make gifts. Or if you're like me, um, which I shouldn't say I'm time poor because I do have more time on my hands at the moment. But when I'm working, I'm time poor and I do want to look for those products and gifts that are sustainable and ethical and treat women and children fairly. So um, I always go to them and they have some great ideas. And that's fantastic because it's all about, you know, creating moments and memories rather than just accumulating things. And I think there's such a big shift coming like through at the moment. Like I'm seeing things being shared. I'm seeing, cause I'm on social media quite a bit for work. So many like different ideas and eco warriors and just eco conscious people or just people even. That's what we, I just wish we could just drop everything sharing, um, far more, um, creative ways of showing up, showing your love, and you know celebrating the people in your life without actually giving them crap just because you know it's something that you've always done in the past or it's something that's expected like we can totally change the way that we do things like I saw a um there was a tile going around I can't I think see De Sprout had it on Instagram that you can share with your family and friends that you you know like you're doing like a plastic plastic less Christmas and those sorts of things, you know, that you don't, re- or you don't require gifts or whatever it is, because that's a conversation as well that we can have that's going to definitely lessen the impact. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we started doing that in my family. We had way too many cousins and we, we just, and there was just too many people and everyone was buying gifts for everyone and it was too much. So we then elected to have just, you know, a secret Santa between everyone and children and, and it's a really nice way of just, you know, it's just one gift. There's yeah. none of this duplication or, like you said, you don't want to, but it, a lot of the times it's crap. So, Such crap. you know, reduce it down. And I even wanted to um, to bring it in this year, like maybe we don't even do the gifts, but then everyone enjoys, you know. I do love a that gift. That one gift, yeah. yeah. And I do too. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, one gift's better than, you know, 
Totally. Totally. Loads and loads. And that's like, I mean, I'm not going to like toy toy all over all that, that element of Christmas because as a kid, that was such a fun part. But I think if we're just conscious and rein it in, and one of my other friends was telling me like for kids, like as a parent, like something to, something to wear, something to read, something they want and something they need. So I like that. I did too, because I'm all for a rhyme, but then it's like practicality. There's something that's super fun in there. You know, a book's always a great idea. Oh, I almost choked on my own ability to swallow then, so that's <laughs> weird and concerning. But um, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> moving um, along now that I'm alive. Um, no, but you should love people, not things. But exactly it. like kids. I mean, I, I was sort of thinking, you know, with my son, um, I'll never sort of talk about the Santa thing. But then, you know, they do at daycare. And yep. I, then I don't want him to be the weird kid that doesn't have Christmas presents and doesn't know about Santa. I mean, we're already the family that doesn't have a TV, so I don't want to be don't. That. You are so good, no. Charlotte. Oh, please. We still, you know, watch things on an iPad. But, we, yeah, we yeah. haven't had a TV for years. So. Has that – do you think that's brought you guys, like, the connection closer? Like, do you – what do you do instead of, you know, night times where I put my kids in front of the TV? <laughs> at, like, at the – every after we've done dinner and baths and things like that to get them to stop – moving and running around I'll put, um, I'll put the oh, tv look. on to ev- to calm everyone's farm which I know is not ideal because screen team at night time screen time at night time is not ideal but um I'll I'll cut myself some slack for that so how do you find that like has it helped oh. what do you guys do no, I mean, look, we don't have a TV, but we we do let um, Finn, like we do let our son watch Bluey's, um, Bluey. Bluey, I think, yeah, on ABC iView. Yep. So we do let him watch shows on iView, ABC iView, which is great for kids. But then it's kind of backfired because now he thinks TV is this on-demand service. Oh, so yeah. when we do, do go to grandma's house, he's like, why can't I watch this show or this show? It's like, oh, no, t- <laughs> TV isn't like that. So I think... Honestly, I think TV is a probably better idea because we do sit, we do need that time for him to sit down and just chill out. Um, so no, I don't. It's just look, I, I haven't owned a TV for years, and when I met my partner, he hadn't owned a TV for years, so we just sort of didn't didn't have one. Continue, yeah, continue not to that. have one. That's yeah. great. I'm I'm really jealous of that. No, but definitely our kid watches Netflix all the time and ABC ABC iView. So do not worry, we're not. <laughs> we are not opposed connected. to a bit of screen time and another passion that I know that you're involved in is one wave all it takes so one wave is all it takes so can you talk us through what that is oh yeah so in a friend of mine he started this about six years ago and just was struggling with his own mental health issues he has bipolar and came down to the beach one day dressed in a suit and thought, you know what, I'm going to start wearing a weird, crazy outfit every Friday. And when people ask me about it, I will say I'm trying to raise awareness about mental health and doing it through surfing and having a good time. And since then, it has grown to, so we call that Fluoro Friday. We dress up in Fluoro bright colours. And it's all about smashing that stigma around mental health. And I think in that that six years, there's so, it has changed so much. I mean, last year we had um, Prince Harry and Princess Meghan come down to the beach and join our 
our little anti-bad vibe circle and come join our fluoro friday and and help spread the message and that really helped because now it's you know, there's Fluoro Fridays at 170 beaches around the world every week. What? 170. Yeah. That is amazing. amazing. It, it's incredible. And and I think the conversations around mental health have changed so much from from doing that. I mean, I think we always hear about mental health when there's when something horrible happens. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, they suffered mental health. So you always associate mental health with ho- this horribleness. But actually, yeah. the people, you know, everyone, no one is immune to mental totally. health. Totally. And it can be a real gift. It can give you this, you know, creative lease on life. And 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 what I've seen is that it's it's this really wonderful community where we all get together and we just um, it's a safe space to openly talk about your mental health issues and you know make sure you get a what does Grant say the founder he always says get a, a check up from the neck up yeah check up from the neck up just like you would go to the doctor for a cold so it's okay to be talking about mental health and it makes me feel fantastic that you know my son's it's going to be that much better for our next generation I mean you talked about your dad the next their generation it was all about you know man up stiff up a lip and now it's like you know our generation I think we're talking about it and the next generation they're just going to be like you know what this is totally there's no stigma around this it's okay to not always be okay. Absolutely. I'm all for it. And I know even talking about it within my community, it's it's created a community. Like I wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for my anxiety. Like I wouldn't – that's what started me talking and navigating. And then people um, can relate to that. It makes it not so scary. The more that you talk about it and the more that you're completely yourself and embrace all of who you are, the more like you you give other people permission or make it feel more doable for them to do the same. And oh, yeah, it's a beautiful ripple effect. So I love seeing that um, come up on your social media. So I know we've also connected in the DMs about the messiness of life and motherhood. So you have two beautiful wildlings and are juggling all the things with your man. So where is the messiness showing up the most for you at the moment in terms of like the motherhood, oh, parenthood journey? Oh my gosh, where does it not? You know what, I was just thinking my, my foot is messy at the moment. I tried to do a handstand in my kitchen the other day and <laughs> just totally knocked the microwave and have messed up my foot. Oh. Um, but everywhere, Katie, my whole life is messy and I, <laughs> I, I don't know, I just, yeah, I just did like a quick try to tidy up. But you know what, what's... Sometimes I'm like, what is the point? I just, I tidy up all the toys, shove them in this toy corner yep. and then my son will come home. It will just, it will explode again. But, totally. Um, but, yeah, and then there's sleep deprivation. There's so much messiness in life. But I think what your message is fantastic is there's something incredibly rewarding about giving less folks about it. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> You can totally say fucks as well. That's oh, all right okay, here. Okay, no one's going to totally say anything. Yeah. But it is. It's really freeing. And it's not about not giving a shit. It's about choosing which shits to give to what. Yeah, I feel like you've only got so many fucks to give. And it's like, fuck, I've got so many fucks to give about the planet right now, about my kids, about mm-hmm. what the future holds. And you know what? Um, there can just be a really messy stain on the floor for a bit longer. Totally. Yeah. There's a sticky stain on my son's dresser drawer and I don't, every day I walk past it and I'm like, I must get that. 
I must get that. <laughs> but then something else pulls me in another direction and I just, you know what, I'm just going to let it go. I will get it yeah. eventually when I'm doing like the rounds with a wet wipe, um, cleaning up something else. Oh, eventually. Yeah, but it's obviously we're not living in complete shit shows. The messiness that we're talking to is a lot more um, figurative than literal. But, yes. <laughs> yeah, that also that also counts as well. My lounge room is much like that at the moment because I've got other things to prioritise. So, but And yeah. also, I guess, yeah, that sort of figuratively messy, I, I used to feel really, um, I don't know if I, it was anxiety, but just um underwhelmed at myself because being pulled in so many different directions and maybe I should focus my energies in just one but it, I think you know what letting go of that and being okay that it's all right to be a jack of many trades and not really good at any of them then <laughs> Nailing I, I kind of I'm okay yeah. with that you know well, that's it. Like I, there's, there's always going to be an element of not having your shit together and like soon, and that's, well, especially in parenthood realms, you'll just figure one thing out and feel, have like a totally great mum day or like person day. And then before you know it, it's flipped again, but being really compassionate about towards yourself and your whole situation, because no one has it figured out. That's the thing. No one does. No one. And it's so good that you're actually using your influence to show that rather than this sort of, I don't know, curated mama blogs that are out there. And it's like, oh my God, how do I do it? I mean, I think I've washed my hair. My daughter's nine months old. I've probably washed my hair like seven times in that time. <laughs> <laughs> it's overrated. Oh, That's the yeah. beauty of curly hair though. You can get away True. with it a little bit longer, yeah. but it's like, for me, it's like, I, I live in a mum bun. Like it's on constantly mm. in a messy bun. I might, I might be able to get away with it washed for like half a day. And then once it's up in a bun, that's it until however long it is because it's yeah. just no coming back from that. At least you get in the ocean every day. I am. Well, I was going to ask you, um, what is the best bikini for lopsided deflated saddlebag boobs? Um, <laughs> because if you know that, I mean, I'm asking for a friend, of course, because my boobs are completely pert and perfect. Um, (laughs) Yeah, if you know of a great brand, let me know the secrets. You're talking to someone who's had like double D, like implants removed and breastfed two children. So I am very familiar with the, you know, that emoji that's kind of like got the wrinkled mouth and its eyes are a little you know, lopsided and I'm, that's, that's like my stomach at the moment and breastage being the eyes. So I, you know what, I will have a think, I will have a think and I will let you know. I am a huge fan. My partner has even described my nipples now. Like I used to have rosebuds, but now they're like ET fingers. So (laughs) I've got the saddlebags with ET finger nipples. And if you know of a great, yeah, something to cover it up. Yeah. I'll let you know and you let me know. Absolutely, Charlotte. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. I know that everyone is going to get so much out of this conversation and the wild path we took people on. <laughs> Sorry. From like environmental awareness to the body, um, the impact of parenting and feeding But we children. have beautiful children to show for it, so it's That's worth it. That's it. And it's all great. It's all fine. I just, yeah, it's part of it. <laughs> 
It's oh. part of the course. So but, where um, can people find you, Charlotte? Working. Like in terms of if they're curious about what you're up to and because I know I can see what's about to happen with what you're doing. I know you're on maternity leave, but I think it's really cool that you're starting to use that time and use your voice and push your passion projects. So if people are curious to follow along, where can they find you? Um, most likely my Instagram. I guess I'm on that the most. Uh, Chachi Connell. So, yes, Excellent. I'll hopefully be putting out some more videos about how to make your work more sustainable and all the good reasons why other than, you know, the global climate crisis. And if anyone finds a really great bikini that will, you know, um, hold the girls in, can someone tag Chachi on, Please. <laughs> on Instagram? That would be, you know, doing a woman a solid. Oh. <laughs> All right, Charlotte. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks so much, Katie. Talk to you soon.